Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality, where anything can happen. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for joining me on this quantum journey as I continue lifting the veil of other dimensions and realities to make them a part of our life. As always, please take away from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to Quantum Living, where science meets spirituality and anything can happen. Most people like engaging in self-analysis of their uniqueness as a human being, their character, personality, predispositions, role in a team, emotional type, etc., especially when it is done by someone else or with the help of various analytical tools and scientific tests. Many will go even further into their more subtle spiritual side, seeking their own reflection as well as guidance on their life pathway in astrology, palmistry, Akashic records, Chinese horoscope, I Ching, the Kabbalah, the Hindu chakra system, the tarot, and so many more. We are always seeking to understand who we are as a soul and human being. It is a fascinating existential phenomenon. We need mirrors, we need labels, we need the points of reference that will help us understand and often define who we truly are. Some of those mirrors can be helpful by showing us those parts of our psyche we are not aware of. Others raise even more questions than we had before and create all sorts of conundrums. (laughs) Personally, I'm sitting on the fence here. Part of me wants to see all these reflections and labels and predictions to inform me, quote-unquote, about who I really am and just don't know it yet. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel resistance to anything and anyone telling me this is who you are and this is how you function and this is what drives you (laughs) and putting me in a labeled box. I am a free spirit. Quantum consciousness, changeable at my will. But I am also very open-minded and can see the value of such external diagnostic systems, especially when they are based on both quantum science and spirituality, as this is the space where truth lies. So when I came across the quantum human design, My eyes opened wide and my ears perked up, (laughs) and I knew I wanted to find out what this is all about. Luckily, I found a quantum human design expert, whom I invited to my show today to unpack and explain this mysterious system so that we can all learn about it. My special guest today is Kristen Toscano. Kristen is a physical therapist turned quantum human design coach based in New York. She combines quantum human design with a variety of tools to help her clients realign the meanings they hold about themselves with their experiences. With roots in western New York, Kristen can often be found traveling across the country with her husband Greg. And now she joins me from New York. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to Quantum Living. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and explore this topic with you. Thank you. I can't wait to learn more about your work with the human design or quantum human design to be specific. But first, could you tell us, please, about your personal journey? How did you find yourself on this pathway? Yeah, I started out as a physical therapist, um, did that work for 20 years, and I was working in a PT clinic that was doing PT-driven wellness, and 
in 2015, I was fired from my job for not seeing eye to eye with my boss and how we were supposed to meet clients where they were, you know, as opposed, I wanted to look at every person as an individual and what they needed, as opposed to sending everyone into the gym that was attached to the clinic. But my identity was so wrapped up in my work. And so I had this moment of, oh my gosh, if I'm not a great PT, who am I? And I went down the rabbit hole of many of the tools you mentioned in the introduction in terms of astrology and tarot and moon circles and all of the different things. And I landed on human design because I loved that it had that spiritual component to it, but it also had very practical applications. And it was giving me that insight into, into who I was, where, how I ended up where I was. You know, I was voted most likely to succeed in high school, and now I was fired from a job that I loved. So it was a little shocking to my system. Mm. Yes. And quite often we need some sort of pivotal point in our life to shift us onto a new direction, which is usually most beneficial or more beneficial for us. So I understand that quantum human design is based on the original version called human design. Could you please tell us what is the origin of both systems or versions and the differences between the two? And then give us a general overview of what it is before we dive into the details of how it works. Sure. So human design as a system was developed or received rather from a man named Ra Urahu in 1987. And he received this system from the voice over a period of eight days and eight nights. And because as we'll talk about, it is a fairly complex system, but the system was really designed to shock people into awakening, to make, uh, to help them wake up so that they could see where they were living out of alignment. And I ended up studying with Karen Curry Parker, who was one of his students, and she's shifted the language to what she refers to as quantum human design to a language that speaks more to the high expression, where Ra was speaking more to our conditioning. Karen's language speaks more to the highest potential of the chart. Okay. And just to clarify, when you say it was received, meaning it was channeled effectively, Mm -hmm. yes? Okay. Or downloaded or channeled, as we say. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as I said, Ra's design really was to initiate people into action, So the language that he used was really shocking. And so when people receive it, it can sometimes feel like, and in the traditional language, I I often will hear people talk about, well, I don't have that energy. What Karen explains is that we look at the chart as more of a story and speaking more to the potential of the chart and looking at it through the lens of we all have all of the chart. We all have access to all of the energies of what it means to be human. We just experience those energies in different ways, depending on our design. Some energies will be more consistent themes in our lives. They're energies that will give us more insights into our strengths, our potential weaknesses, our gifts, and our talents, where other energies that we're going to experience more through our relationships or through the transits of the planets will experience more variety. And we get to become really wise about those energies because we have that variety of experience. Okay. Does it mean that the biograph, which is, as I understand, the chart that is drawn based on the information provided changes, say, over the period of time, or is it just one and it never changes throughout the lifetime? So the body graph is going to always stay the same because it's based on your birth information. So with 
just your birth date, time, and location. We can pull your body graph and that stays with you. We can also kind of overlay the transits and see what experiences you might feel at different, what energy themes you might feel at different times based on the planetary transitions, but, but your natal chart stays the same. Okay. In the quantum human design book, it says human design shows us the nexus between the human and spiritual experience. So is it effectively our destiny blueprint? And we talked about it before this recording. Mm -hmm. And secondly, is it an elevated form of astrology? And we will talk about the elements that go into or inform the, the development of that design for an individual. Yeah. So, so there's several systems that make up the body graph and we pull, it's a synthesis of astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu chakra systems, the Judaic Kabbalah and quantum mechanics kind of all put in a blender. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it does give us a bit of a roadmap, but it's shows us the energy mechanics. And so it shows us, it is a bit of our blueprint and we can look at the two different sides of the body graph, both the soul purpose side and the life story side. And we can see the dance between our soul's purpose and the human experience that it's, that our soul has dropped into in this incarnation to explore. Mm. Now there are five themes which identify energy, strategy, and emotional states that are interpreted in from those different angles. Could you talk to this for a moment? Yeah. So type is the, like the first layer of the chart, the body graph that we look at, because it is a complex system. We have to break it down as we're learning it. But the magic happens when we can put all of those pieces together to see where there might be some conundrums and some tensions that we're here to experience and, and explore. And we also see things repeat throughout the body graph. Um, different themes will show up in different components. But type and strategy is where we start. Because if we can master that piece of the design, everything else kind of falls into place. And so the five types, which strategy and the emotional theme correlate with the type. So we start with the type and that really gives us a sense of the role that we're here to play in the cosmic plan. Are we here to be someone that gets an idea, gets the ball rolling, almost like the producer of a theater production? Okay. Or are we an orchestrator in quantum human design who is here to be the guide of holding the template for what's possible and guiding us into bringing it into form. So like the director of the theater production, mm -hmm. the majority of people are alchemists or time benders in quantum human design. And they're like the cast and crew. They're the builders and the doers. They have that sustainable workforce, life force energy mm -hmm. to manifest all of these things. And then a very small percentage of the population, about 1%, are like the audience. Their energy field is completely what we call open. They're constantly receiving energy and amplifying it from the community that they're surrounded by. And so they're like the audience reflecting back to us, how well are we doing? So each of the five role, each of the roles, because the alchemist and the, and the time bender both have that sustainable workforce, life force energy. But the time bender has a little bit of that initiator energy as well that speeds up the process a little bit. We, as, as time benders, I say we because I'm a time bender. Um, we tend to skip steps to try and see how we can how we can create that thing faster. But we don't always create. We don't always skip the same the right steps. <laughs> so sometimes we have to circle back. Okay. So at this point, could you give us uh, an overview of all the key elements? And I mean, I appreciate that it is a bit difficult for people to uh, listening to this to visualize it, but I will refer them to your website where they can actually create the biograph and see all those elements. But just as an introduction, 
could you give us an overview uh, as if we were looking at that biograph? Sure. Or an example of a biograph. What are the elements and broadly what is their role or what information they can give us? Mm-hmm. So when you look at the body graph, you'll see in the middle a series of shapes that there's nine different shapes that correspond loosely to the chakras. Um, There's nine because the heart center is split into the identity center and the will center. And then the emotional solar plexus is split into the spleen center and the emotional solar plexus. So there are nine shapes. Then you have lines that connect the shapes. And those are called channels. There's numbers on each of the shapes. Those are the gates and they correspond to the gates of the I Ching. And some things on the body graph are colored in. They get colored in based on the planet placement, both when you were born and about three months before you were born. So the planet placement when you were born corresponds to your soul purpose, your soul curriculum. And the three months before corresponds more to your human experience. That's where we carry our genetics and our epigenetics. Um, That ancestral lineage gets carried through in the three month before part of our design. (laughs) It's just curious time frame. What happens three months before our birth? Is it before our birth or conception? Before our birth. Before our birth. So when we are still in utero. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... So what happens at that point? That's a good question. Does the design say? I'm not sure exactly. I know there's within the system of human design, we get into talking about the design crystal and the personality crystal and when they drop into the body and when the design crystal is actually picked up from the earth by your father, actually eight hours before conception. Okay. So there is some discussion of these things within, but the three months, I don't exactly know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Did Karen Parker, who I understand set up this new system, channeled it? Did she also receive it? Or was it more her own work? Yeah. So she was a student of Ra's and, and I've heard her say that Ra always said he received the mechanics of the body graph and how the mechanics of how the energy works, but he didn't have all of the ways that we were meant to use this system. And so he passed in 2011 before he got to write the awakened version. And so she expanded the human design into that more expanded version. And yes, overlaid the quantum mechanics because it is the mechanics of energy. And so The mechanics were already there. I think it's just more putting the words to how the flow of the energy works. Learn more about quantum living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works, and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experiences. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage blocking the progress and achievement in your life, or any other challenge, quantum living is the space you want to be in. My quantum living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual, and esoteric as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum soul journey in a deep theta state to other dimensions and realities, which is an amazing and profound experience. I also invite you to sign up for Quantum Talk, my free monthly newsletter with a blog, updates and special offers. When you do, you will instantly receive a download copy of my book, The Seven Keys to Quantum Communication, absolutely free. To book your free diagnostic session and receive your free book, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. 
Mm, okay. Can we go back to the body graph? So we've got the areas uh, roughly overlaying the chakra system. Then the gates are mm -hmm. overlaying the I coming from I Chi. Okay, what else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on each side, we have the planetary placements, which you'll see the planetary symbols from the, that you might recognize from astrology. And then beneath them are the numbers of the gates that correlate to the I Ching. If you take the whole body graph and you flip it upside down, the lines in between all the centers look like the tree of life from the Judaic Kabbalah. And so it pulls from all of those different influences. Interesting. And I'm now looking at the, at the body graph. On the left side, it says design. On the right side, personality in terms of the planetary positions and the corresponding gates. So what's the difference between the design and personality? So the personality is more that soul curriculum. That's the, the time you were born side. Um, it's the part of your design that you may have a little more conscious awareness of. Okay. Where the red side is the three months before you were born. That's more that human life story side. Um, and you may not have as much of that conscious awareness. Because like I said, that's where we carry the epigenetics and the genetics and the ancestral lineage and things we may not necessarily be consciously aware of, but people are still going to receive that energy from us mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have inputted our exact date of birth. Does the location of birth also come into this? Is it important or just the time? Date, time, and location. Mm -hmm. And location. So just like in astrology, mm -hmm. you provide the full birth uh, data. Okay. So once we've got that body graph drawn up mm -hmm. how can we read it what information can it give us sure so the first place we start is like we mentioned with the type and what the type gives us is our strategy and so the strategy helps us on a really practical level know how to make decisions that are right for us so for example the alchemists and the time benders get this gut level uh -huh, uh -uh, in response to things outside of themselves because none of us are meant to make decisions from our heads. So in response to things that show up in our outer reality, the alchemist and the time bender will get that uh -huh, uh -uh response. Initiators have a nonverbal internal creative flow they have to follow. And when they get a cue either externally or some pulse with their in their connection to the divine that now is the time to move into now is the time to move into action they can just move into action the orchestrators they're here to be the guides so they need to wait until they have the recognition and the invitation to share their wisdom otherwise they're wasting a lot of energy trying to guide people that don't want to be guided or aren't their people and then the reflector, because they're so open, they need the time of a lunar cycle to be able to really get to their truth because their energy is always changing depending on who they're around. So it's really good for them to have a few key people that they can consistently bounce off of so that they get their, can get to their truth. So that's kind of the first layer. Okay. Then we can get into... Where in the chart may we be predisposed to burnout? For example, if we go into the nine centers, each of the centers come with a energetic theme. So we start with the head center that correlates to the crown chakra, that direct connection to the divine, that the, where the ideas and insights kind of flow. We have the Ajna center beneath it that correlates to the third eye. And brings the data processing and analysis and that holding on to data, being able to, to remember things as well. The throat center that correlates to the throat chakra. So how we communicate. Then we get into the identity center, which gives us a sense of love and direction. 
The other part of the heart chakra, the will center is that willpower energy, but it's also the center for material, the material world and value lives in that center. We get down to the spleen center, which is the center for fear and intuition and instinct and health on one side correlating to the solar plexus. And on the other side, we have the emotional solar plexus, which is that emotional energy. And we're in a shift from this conscious awareness of numbers and value and money and, you know, even like the size of our clothes and all of these things that we put value on based on numbers. We're moving from that consciousness of value to more of a consciousness of value coming from well-being. And also in that shift, we're shifting from being driven from fear and instinct to being more deliberate and being more conscious and interacting with the quantum field in a more conscious way so that we can co-create because we are co-creators with the universe. And then the last two centers, we have the sacral center, which correlates with the sacral chakra. That's that consistent workforce, life force energy. So it's With the life force energy, it's the energy to bring children into the world and also raise them. And then the root center at the bottom of the body graph correlates with the root chakra. And that's adrenaline energy. Um, Because of the toroidal field that we have, as well as the earth has, our ideas and inspirations come come out through the head center, come around and and come back in from the bottom of the chart into the root. So so the imagining and the timing of things is impacted by that root center. Mm. So I have a question about the root center and we, we talked about it earlier on. You said that the root center is linked to divine timing and that by balancing the gates on that center, we can not change but influence the timing. Now, I find it really interesting. Could you talk to this and also explain how, generally speaking, we can influence the timing without changing it? Because maybe this is just the use of words, but to me, to influence something essentially means to change it. So how can we influence the timing without changing it or didn't I understand this correctly? (laughs) So please correct me here. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, what comes to mind for me is I, one of my mentors in in the business world, Fabian Fredrickson always says, pray and move your feet Mm -hmm. because what she would talk about is, you know, it's one thing to ask and hold the vision, but if you're not doing the work, the universe, you got to meet the universe halfway. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I think about how you can influence timing is if you are not moving your feet, so to speak, and, and we can figure out how to do that by looking at the gates on the root center, then the universe isn't, doesn't know that you're ready to receive. Okay, but this still means to me, in my mind, (laughs) that if we influence the timing, say by taking action, taking some additional steps towards what we want to achieve or or manifest in our lives, we can bring this event or situation closer, bring it forward, which means we'll change it, isn't it? We will change the timing. So the universe won't be sitting waiting for us. 
because we'll be doing the work that we need to do in order to meet it halfway, as you, as you said. But would you agree that we can actually, by taking the required action, which will open up those gates in this root center, by influencing the flow of energy, we can change the timing of the event that we want or yeah and i guess maybe what's coming what what's coming to me as we're having this conversation is that perhaps what we are changing is our experience of the timing okay in the third dimension okay i can relate to that thank you yes i can absolutely relate to that and i have experienced it myself many times lovely okay could you give us perhaps a couple of examples maybe from your work with clients uh, where they have maybe particular issues or questions or situations where through working with you on their bio, is it the biograph or bodygraph? Bodygraph. Bodygraph, okay. By working on the bodygraph and, and analyzing it, how that process has helped them or has mm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two kind of people jumped right into my mind. One of the clients that I had, she came to me, she'd been on a journey of self-discovery and she said that learning her human design and having the language for the things that she was feeling and experiencing really helped her lean into what she was doing. She had shifted careers And this kind of gave her the confidence to really move more fully in the direction that was true for her. I have another client who was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and realizing that she design-wise was part of the 20% that are here to guide others. She was able to let go of the expectation that you know, there was something wrong because she didn't feel like she could work a nine to five consistently. She's a photographer, a business person, but very creative. And so it gave her some words so that she could stop judging herself so harshly. And so that's what I hear probably most commonly from my clients is that it they feel seen and heard for some of them that for, for the first time in their lives. The second thing I hear most commonly is it improves their communication in their relationships because they start to understand that it's just energy and it's not personal all the time. And so particularly by looking at their partner's chart as well, for example, they can start to allow their partner the space to be who they truly are without judgment. And they also can, they also find the words to articulate to their partners what they need in the relationship. And so that's another very practical tool that I found for for some of my clients. Mm -hmm. Okay, because when we get to know ourselves better, uh, which is the objective of coaching, obviously, because as I understand, you use the body graph as a tool alongside with many other coaching tools that you that you have at your disposal. So obviously, that is very helpful for people to find out the parts of themselves that they were not aware of, or be more conscious of their behaviors and then change them if if that's what's required. If I can just add, I think even less than changing themselves because they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed or changed. I find it's more a tool that allows people to accept the things that they were already feeling about themselves and improve their sense of self-worth and their lovability combined with tools to help shift the story like EFT or timeline therapy um, so yeah, I find it to be as much about that self-acceptance and self-worth and vitality as it is about changing 
who you are. Now, what if there is a disconnect between how someone feels and lives their life and what their body graph says, what they really or truly are deep down? In such cases, if it is not possible to realign, if you like, or to accept what the person has learned from, from, the, from this design, to adopt it and accommodate it in their life. What if, what if there is disconnect? I mean, how, how would you deal with it, say, with your client in a session? Yeah, so I encourage my clients to get playfully curious. One of the gates that I have consistent access to that's colored in in my chart is in traditional human design, the gate of doubt, and in quantum human design, the gate of curiosity. So for me, I would never ask you to accept something blindly. And so for me, it's all about getting playfully curious and go out and experiment. Be open to it. If you feel that, you know, this is a system that's meant to give you, you know, that's meant to support your sovereignty and knowing what your truth is for yourself. So if you go out and play with it and you're like, "Mm -mm, this isn't for me, that's fine. You know, take what, take from it what serves you and leave what doesn't. Mm, Lovely. Thank you for that. So what I'm hearing and perhaps this is the bottom line of this conversation, is that because of the complexity of the system, to get the full value of it, it really needs to be interpreted and worked through and described by an expert such as yourself. Is it correct? Yes. And I think there's a lot of different ways to explore it too. Like for me, this is just fun. So like it could be just a fun exploration, but where it really provides value is if you're experiencing a struggle or a challenge, and this may just open a door to give you some different insights of what might be going on energetically. And so I'll work with clients in one-off readings, but where my passion is, is in those longer um, seven week to six month, like let's dive in and see and just play and get curious and go experiment because it's one thing to know this information about yourself. It's a whole nother thing to embody it and to live it day to day. And that takes practice. And that's where sometimes that, that guidance can really be impactful by an expert. Would you like to learn how to meditate in Theta, the optimum frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, I have created an instructional Theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive Theta state throughout your meditation and will give you the important background information about Theta Meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Absolutely. Also, when we spoke earlier on, we took an example of someone who, say, wants to move house and there are some obstacles and blockages and the thing is just, you know, getting protracted and, and delayed. Mm-hmm. And we went through the root chakra, identifying the gates uh, and their meaning that would bring more understanding mm-hmm. to the underlying energies here. So the root chakra, which is the divine timing, could you just uh, talk through that example that that we spoke earlier on? Because this brings this theoretical model down to a very practical level. So this is my question. This is my issue. What information can I glean from my body graph that would help me address the issue, such as 
I want to move house and there are some delays and obstacles, etc. Could you just go through this as an example? Sure. So if we look at the root center and the gates on the root center, starting on the bottom left-hand side with the gate 58. So how we can influence timing there is how connected are you to joy? That is the gate of the joy of mastery. And so staying in joy. And and I loved the analogy you shared with me when we first talked about this is thinking about that root center as like a water jug. And all of these gates are the openings Mm. (laughs) on on this jug. And so if you can open and expand those holes to allow the water in, you can fill that jug faster. And I, yeah. it just was such a beautiful um, analogy to, to what we're talking about here. So, so that, yeah, the gate 58 is about staying in joy and the more joy you can experience and create in your life, the more you can open that opportunity. Then we go to the gate 38, which is all about meaning and adventure. And so how can you bring more adventure into your life? So maybe it's, you know, maybe it's going out and house hunting Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, with, with no like intention that I'm going to buy this house today, but just go exploring and see what's out there and really be inspired by what you find. When we get to the gate 54, this is all about preparation. So what can you put in place? Can you be pre-approved for the mortgage, for Mm -hmm. example? When we come to the top of the root center, we get to the gate 53. And so this is all about what old projects can be brought to completion to create the space for the move. So in this example, are there things in your house you need to clear out? You know, have you been working on decluttering and you just need to bring that to completion as an example. Um, The gate 60 is all about gratitude. What do you love about the place that you're currently living in? Mm. And how can you really connect to that gratitude? With the gate 52, that's focus. So What distractions are keeping you from focusing on this move? And how can you eliminate some of those distractions? When we get around to the right side, we have the gate 19. Who's supporting you? Do you have that community of support around this move? Whether that's from family, friends, are you connected to the community that you want to be moving into? How can you increase your connections of support? The gate 39 is about faith and abundance. So maybe where, how can you deepen your sense of of abundance and faith that the right property will show up? And then the last gate, the gate 41 is about dreaming. So do you have a vision board of what you want in this new space? Might be a way that you can influence timing there. Yes, thank you. So once again, this example really brings down this theoretical model to the very practical level. So obviously, you can work through this on any other issue, whether it's relationship, whether it's uh, finances, whether it's health, whether it's career, Mm -hmm. because the questions that are being asked by each of those gates are applicable to other situations, other scenarios. Mm-hmm. Another burning question that I have is, can the system be used to predict future events like palmistry? That's a good question. I didn't learn it that way. Um, I am sure there are probably people, particularly if they come to human design through more of like an astrology background, which I feel like has a little bit of that predictive education with it. 
I feel like you could potentially bring that to the human design body graph through the transits. And we, and I do often pay attention to where the planets are transiting to get an idea of the energetic theme. But because we're talking about archetypes, I'm not sure I can predict this specific thing. I think it would be more of a general sense of something with this theme is going to show up for you potentially, or you may experience this theme during this time period, but I don't know that I'm going to get super specific. Does that make sense? Yes, which is pretty much what astrology does. It it tells you about the trends and most likely Mm -hmm. energetic situations and outcomes, etc. But it's not, it's not like clairvoyance. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess in in that sense, it would be kind of comparable to astrology in looking at those energetic themes. And one thing, one thing too, that when we look at like our return charts, for example, on your birthday, if you look at your solar return chart, we can look at that and see from that, what energies others are going to bring to you over that next year. So we can, I guess in that way, we can use it a little bit predictively to see what themes you may explore this year, but it's through your relationships with other people. So that I guess would maybe fit into that Mm. predictive piece. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, Kristen, could you tell us now about your programs, your offerings, and how people can access uh, this system, uh, contact you, and create the body graph? What is the process? What, What can you offer to our listeners? Yeah, thanks, Anna. So, my website is kristentoscano.com, and if you go to the Start Here page, You can enter your birth information to get the body graph. And I also send you a PDF specific to your type, because as I said, that's kind of the first layer to start with, to start exploring. I'm also going to create, we didn't get into this too much today about the quantum mechanics, but the way the head center works is that the head center is full of questions. We tend to turn those questions in on ourselves with judgment, but those the gates of the head center are really meant to ask those quantum questions that help start that initiate that manifesting process. So I'm going to put together for our audience here, a a PDF specifically about how to create quantum questions to help that manifesting process. So I figure the head start with the head center. We talked about the root center. They kind of go hand in hand um, and that will be at kristentoscano.com slash quantum living. So I'll have that specifically for our audience here. Lovely. Thank you. And then I'm, yeah, thank you. And, and then I'm on Instagram at Kristen Toscano and on Facebook as well, which I know will be in the show notes. Yes, I will include all the links in the show notes so people can directly contact you. Yes, thank you so much, Kristen. What would be your final message, your perhaps a key takeaway from this conversation for our audience? Yeah, so what I really am passionate about is, as we've talked about, this system isn't meant to put you in a box, that really use it as an opening to get curious about who you are, how you interact with the world around you and have fun and play with it. Lovely. Lovely, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kristen. It's been a very interesting and enlightening conversation. And I'm sure that uh, our listeners will take um, quite a lot out of it and and hopefully will visit your website and uh create their body graph and work with you if they want to take it to the next level because that's also an option yes if they want to to take it to the next level and and work with you in a in a coaching session or program yes yeah absolutely so as i mentioned before i do single session readings i also have a seven week embodiment program where we in very small groups of about six people 
peel the layers back bit by bit and, and go out and play. So taking it to target and picking out, you know, what shirt are you going to buy and how to use your specific strategy um, for decision-making and, and those kinds of things to, to really get it into your body. And then the other thing I'm really excited to launch in the new year is like a sisterhood mastermind where we have a small group using human design informed masterminding so that energetically you get what you need from the community. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so excited to be able to hold that space for, for women in particular, um, because I feel like, especially this past year and a half, we're really missing that sisterhood connection. Yes. So, yes. So that will be in the new year, like from next year. Yes. That'll be in the, in the new year. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's part business mastermind, part life mastermind. Mm -hmm. So show up as the real you bring whatever's going on, whether it's something in your relationships, something going on with your kids at school or something that you need some business strategy support with. Well, We'll be there for all of that. Lovely. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I really appreciate your, your time and this lovely conversation about a topic which is new to me. And I have learned quite a lot about it and my interest has certainly increased. <laughs> so I might uh, myself go ahead and create my body graph and have a chat about it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. It's been such a pleasure having this conversation. And I really want to thank you for, for being open-minded and, and exploring this topic. Thank you. That's all for today, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please post a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to it and lift the spirit across the world and the universe. For the show notes and contact details, please go to my Quantum Living podcast on podpage.com. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, be well.